Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today we've got a great story of revenge against some cranky neighbors. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, neighbors suddenly became silent at nights after unintentionally showing them the taste of their own medicine. So I was living in an apartment, having a neighbor on right and one on top. Both neighbors had kids that made a lot of noise during day and night. I didn't really have a problem with the noises that day. They were kids and it was understandable. But really, who the heck runs and screams up to 3am? So several times I wrote in the building WhatsApp group that please keep your children quiet at night as I and everyone else needs to sleep and wake up early. I got no answers or if I did, it was their parents telling me that they're kids and they'll try but cannot promise anything. Fast forward to my birthday, one of my friends gave me this amazing sound bar and when I got home, I was too excited to hear some music from it. It was like 12am and I really wasn't thinking about any revenge or something. Just wanted to try this new soundbar and didn't notice it's too late. I played my rock playlist with a high volume and meanwhile on my PC trying to figure out its features. At around 2.30am, the same neighbor, top floor, came and knocked on my door. It was then, before opening the door, that I realized what time it is. I opened the door and saw it's him trying to ask to keep it quiet. Before he starts speaking, I told him sorry I didn't notice the time and turned it off. Didn't mention his kids or anything. He appreciated and went. From that day, none of those two neighbors' kids made any noise at night. Not a single day. Like, their parents had all control over their kids to keep them quiet at night, but didn't feel necessary until they felt the other neighbor can also make midnight noises. Only if I knew this earlier, I would buy the soundbar way earlier. I think one of the simple joys you can experience in life is when you accidentally solve a long-standing problem. Honestly, sometimes I might feel like, why didn't I think of trying that earlier? Or, uh, duh, of course that worked. But sometimes it's just a pleasant surprise. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my new downstairs neighbor made the manager harass me. I hope he likes being woken up at 2am every night. I've lived in the same apartment with my boyfriend for almost 4 years. It's not the best apartment, but I love the location. I've never really had any problems here. I'm a quiet neighbor that stays to myself. My new downstairs neighbor has made several stupid complaints, like complaints about me running my garbage disposal. But the most recent one was ridiculous. He went and told management that there's been issues with my balcony. I got a call last week asking if I've been throwing anything over my balcony. I told the manager absolutely not. There's plants down below so I had dumped a water bottle off into the plants before but that's not harming anyone. Because of this call, I went out to my balcony to investigate. I noticed my flower vase had fallen over and some water may have spilled down. Not too big of a deal. There wasn't too much water in the vase when the wind knocked it over. I think this is the end of that silly complaint, but I was wrong. The weekend passes and I get a nasty notice on my door. The notice said pet violation for not picking up after my dog, $50 fine, and stating I'm at risk of getting my lease terminated because of my violations. The only problem is, I don't have a dog. I emailed the property manager and said, I do not have a dog. 
therefore I'm not paying this fine. She sends back a ridiculous email stating that she's received several complaints. I only have one downstairs neighbor about urine coming from my balcony. So she assumed I was letting my dog that I don't have pee on my balcony. Then she says since I don't have a dog, that means me or my boyfriend are peeing on our balcony and that I'm still in violation of my lease. This was just comical at this point. My boyfriend and I have never done this. We've never had any complaints in our four years here. It just so happens as soon as I get a new downstairs neighbor, the complaints came rolling in. Here's where the petty revenge kicks in. I work night shift so I don't go to bed until around 6am. Every morning around 6am, I hear my new neighbor leaving for work. My boyfriend and I decide to incorporate a new 2am workout when I get home from work, consisting of jumping jacks, running in place, and all sorts of fun stuff just for my lovely downstairs neighbor. I've informed the leasing office that I won't be renewing my lease in December due to this. The next three months for my new neighbor is going to be heck. I hope he enjoys it. It's definitely maybe petty for OP to do this, but honestly, I can't blame them because if I were in their position, especially the fact that you're getting blamed about peeing off of your balcony, who would do that? It would make me want to act up a little bit too. This next story is, neighbor called the cops on my birthday party. Over lockdown, I turned 21. I held an appropriate party for the occasion. Five of us recently tested and hanging around a fire in my backyard with a good distance between us. We were merry for sure, but never shouting, just singing some songs together and chatting. Around 10 at night, a very apologetic police officer pulled up and told us they got a noise complaint about us. And he even thought it was a little much but had to check it out anyways. Just said to maybe tone it down a bit and have a good party. We saw my backyard neighbor watching us from the window with a phone in her hand, a woman who's always been really snotty to my immigrant and poorer than her family, and quickly put two and two together. Honestly, if she had just asked us herself to quiet down, it wouldn't have been an issue at all. I don't want to cause issues with her because she's such a pain in the butt to deal with already, so I've been taking the quietest, pettiest revenge possible since then. Every growing season, I plant mint right through the holes in our shared fence. Her perfectly manicured yard is her baby and the mint totally overtakes it. Our yard too, but we don't actually care. We hear her complain about it to her family constantly. Whenever she thinks she got rid of it, I plant more. Just burying some roots so they take time to grow and spread. Freak with my birthday, and prepare to be mildly inconvenienced, jerk. Honestly, this reminds me of some similar stories I've heard where people go and plant bamboo that spreads like crazy. And essentially, once you start planting it and once it starts growing, you're almost never going to be able to truly get rid of it. I guess the only trade-off is you would have to not care too much about bamboo yourself. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Our next story is, my mom hired two kids to beat up my childhood bully. Sorry this is long, but there's some background that's important to the story. So this happened when I was in third grade, female, and my childhood bully, male, was in the same class and lived in the same neighborhood as me but failed two grades. That's important because imagine how much bigger he'd be than me. We lived in townhouse condos in the 80s, so not many people had AC. So most people left their doors open and left their screen doors shut. So one day, I was walking to my friend's condo to see if she could come out to play, and I hear some screaming and pounding, and I just happened to look because it startled me when I see his little sister fly across the room. I go back home and call my mom, and of course, she calls CPS and the five kids get taken away. But this is the 80s, and back then it was common to just promise you won't do it again and get your kids back. So they've been taken away multiple times. Well, when he got back, he somehow found out my mom called CPS. So at the bus stop before school, he sucker punched me. I was down on the ground. Everyone saw it, but I didn't say anything to anyone. Our teacher happened to be a close friend of my mom, and her husband works with my dad, so if I said something... My parents would have found out instantly. We get home and a kid goes straight to his mom and our backyards connect. So he says OP got sucker punched by bully at the bus stop this morning. She calls my mom and my mom goes to the worst area of Detroit, hires two kids the same age as him for $20 each to come and beat him up and told them to not even look at me again, then drops them back off. That's how Italians deal with things. Well, that kind of ramped up a lot more than I thought it was going to. I almost feel like I shouldn't start commenting on this lest I start fearing for my safety. 
Our next story is, I keyed the car of my high school bully. When I was a junior in high school, I was targeted by the seniors for parking my car in the senior parking lot. There was no such thing as a senior parking lot. I'd have been parking in the same spot since I was a sophomore. Other non-senior students parked there too and none of them were bullied for it. This particular group of seniors was vicious to me. They left nasty notes on my car, drew you-know-whats on the windows with window chalk, shoved me in the hallways, both guys and girls. I'm a girl, well, woman now. Let the air out of two tires and I nearly crashed. Everyone was aware of the bullying. It also would have been caught on camera. I even had a talk with the principal who told me, and I quote, You can't change a tiger's stripes. Meaning that even if he punished those students, it wouldn't change them. So nothing was ever done. And no, I wasn't going to stop parking my car there. It was bull. A few years later, I went off to college. One of the girls in that group also attended the school. I saw which car she was using. I carefully and discreetly scoped out the parking lot for surveillance, then proceeded to run my key up and down the driver's side about three times. Would I do this again now? No, I'm 33, but I'm still glad I did it back then. Don't be a jerk. Don't bully people. I mean, they kind of had it coming, but it blows my mind that they didn't even attempt to hold these people accountable. That's like the people working at the jail going, well, most of these people statistically are going to be repeat offenders, so really there's no use in doing anything and just opening the cells and letting them go. Our next story is, want to sit in your garden and judge us? Go ahead, but you won't like the view. Little bit of background, I, 37-year-old female, and my fiancé, 41-year-old female, moved into a mid-terrace house a few years ago. I'm physically disabled, and since a somewhat major operation, my fiancé now has limited mobility. When we moved in, the garden was an overgrown hot mess, housing associations yo, and a friend of my dad basically raised it to the ground for us. Thing is, the garden is lousy with brambles that have crept in from behind the rear fence of our property, and if anyone has ever had to deal with those freakers, you know how hard it is to kill them. Add that to the random fern that popped up, and you can imagine the fun we've been having with it. I had high hopes for this place, and tried to befriend our attached neighbors. One side, the hubby is okay, but the wife is as charming as a hat full of jerks. And the other side, both husband and wife are jerks. Mr. and Mrs. Jerkhead have two large dogs, unsure of breed, that are left to roam the garden pretty much all day. So anytime we go into our own garden, we're deafened by barking. Okay, so dogs bark. They'll just have to get used to us. Six years in and we're still waiting. Last year, we had a pretty nasty storm in the five-foot fence separating our garden from Mr. and Mrs. Jerkhead's comes down. That particular fence is their responsibility, so we erroneously assume they'll sort it. Nope. Instead, they deck the wire fence that separates the property line with solar lights and add new lawn furniture. Alright, if they don't want a fence, that's their prerogative, though said wired fence is only about a foot and a half tall and their dogs can easily vault it if they want to. I raise my concern. Mr. Jerkhead brusquely tells me that they won't do that. Alrighty then, let's hope not. I've got a kid here, 12-year-old female, and I sure as freak don't want her getting hurt. Fast forward a couple of weeks and fiancé and I are taking a bit of time in the garden, trying to plan how on earth to deal with the bramble slash triffid problem. 
It's not hard to see Mr. and Mrs. Jerkhead watching us from their garden, and quite frankly it makes me feel awkward. Nothing is said at that time, but after that, anytime we were in our garden when they were in theirs, we'd hear snarky little comments about the state of our garden. They're well aware of the bramble issue and our mobility issues, but uh, we're inconveniencing them by being disabled I guess? We did discuss going full nuclear on the brambles with heavy duty weed killer, but Mrs. Charming is a hat full of jerks laid into us because she and hubby have three semi-feral cats that pretty much live outside. Don't get me wrong, I love cats. We have four, so I wouldn't want any harm to come to them. But really, you're complaining about our brambles? What do you want us to do? Anyway, we had planned on putting aside some money to get a pro in to try and tame the garden, but after the constant snark from Mr. and Mrs. Jerkhead, we decided to be petty and leave it to run wild. Apart from the brambles, I think it looks lovely, like a little slice of untamed nature. We got dirtier and dirtier looks from Mr. and Mrs. Jerkhead, until all of a sudden a new fence is up. Yay! Now I don't have to suffer from their comments or their apparent need to wear as little as possible outside. Yes, it's their garden, but again, 12-year-old daughter. And besides, I don't want to see a boomer-aged couple wearing speedos and itsy-bitsy teeny-weeny bikinis. No more spying from them. Or genuine fear about the dogs from us. We can enjoy our little wild garden whilst trying to figure out how to kill a load of brambles without using any kind of weed killer. Well, I certainly wish OP all the best with figuring out how to get rid of those brambles. Honestly, not gonna lie, I probably would just go straight to the weed killer. That said, there's nothing nicer than having your own little backyard or garden. Having that privacy fence in so it's just like a little safe haven for you. Especially if it's already stressful enough going outside in your backyard because you have jerk neighbors who would probably love to spy on you and just talk bad about you. Try to find something to complain about to you. Our next story is, if you try to mess with me, my partner will mess with you. About a year ago, I had a rather acrimonious falling out with a friend. We were not super close friends, but had known each other a long time. In my mind, this friend had a history of mid to light substance abuse, and this landed him in hot water multiple times in the past. For example, job loss, nasty breakups... But as a person, on a purely interpersonal level, he was, mostly, fun to hang out with from time to time. A lively and fun guy. Because of his occasional problems deciding to reappear, we had that big falling out, which started with his rather poor treatment of his ex-girlfriend. She's also a friend of mine. His stories about what happened and why they were all extremely convoluted equals a lie. In the end, his story was rather untruthful. Demonstrably so and his behavior in the two months before was also rather concerning. So with all that, I set out to talk to him about life, where he was combative and it ended in a swearing match, and the end of any remaining friendship. Mutual friends were initially split on all this, but as the months went by, mostly everyone also turned their back to him. The whole time he maintained that I performed a character assassination. I didn't and was very vocal about this and very vocal about dissing me to friends and everyone. It never bothered me. I figured people would eventually figure out the truth of his personality, which it turns out they did. The other night I saw him in a local restaurant, with a much younger woman and clearly on a date. I asked the restaurant owner, a friend, and was told it's his new girlfriend. She doesn't live in town but rather farther away and travels in to see him. Time for some revenge. 
There was a football slash soccer game on, and the place was quite crowded. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. He likes soccer and his lady also seemed interested. My partner asked me if that person was he who shall not be named and I confirmed that it was. I must point out that we were sat off in one corner and he hadn't seen us. As the game was almost over, my partner excused herself and walked to the bar and asked to pay the bill for my ex-friend's table. The waitress said that would be no problem and asked who she should say paid the bill. My partner told him, I'm his wife, and came back to our table and told me what she had done. When the game was over, he asked the waitress for the bill who promptly told him his wife had paid it. His new lady friend was instantly, visibly upset. A short, heated conversation took place. She slapped him and left the restaurant in a hurry. Glorious. I think what's funny is the fact that it probably was so obvious that you could cause some real issues just by doing this. Those people were low enough that they probably already had their own relationship issues with faithfulness and trust. It must have been obvious that a light trickle was all you needed to cause a little flare-up. Our next story is, dump seafood in my garbage can? Enjoy seafood in your garbage car. So this is in another round we had with Clara, my dad's girlfriend, years ago. I read another story before, and to clarify, yes, she is awful, and yes, my dad was dumb to have her, but he had his issues. Me and my dad lived in different houses, but the same property, so we had keys for each other's houses in case of emergency. My dad loved road trips, and when he was given a money bonus at his work, he planned the trip and asked Clara to come with him. To celebrate the bonus and the trip, they planned to eat a casamiento, which consists of boiling seafood, shrimp, clams, mussels, meats, chicken and pig, and some other things in white wine. So they took Clara's car and went to buy the things. That day, I went out to spend a three-day summer weekend in a friend's house, so I closed my house and left. When I came back from my friend's house and opened the door, a stench smacked my nose. It came from the kitchen. I was sure that I left no garbage there, but when I looked at the can, there was a lot of seafood shells and other things stinking everything. My first thought was Clara. I phoned dad to ask him how was his trip, and he said that it was awesome and he would be returning in four days. I asked if he entered my house before leaving, and he said he hadn't. So I took pictures of this stinking mess to be shown later. I spent a lovely evening cleaning and de-stinking my place and thought of something when I saw Clara's car in the yard. I entered dad's house and saw Clara's car keys, so I went to the market and bought some of the same seafood I found in my garbage and proceeded to spread it in Clara's car. Some clams under the seats, some mussels in the trunk, some shrimps in the vents of the air conditioner of the car. Everything was left in a closed car under the sun for three summer days. A lovely four-wheeled oven. When dad and Clara came back and she opened her car, I just heard the screams of Clara blaming me for that. So I went straight to dad, showed the pictures I'd taken of what Clara left in my house and started laughing. Clara looked at dad and he said to Clara, 
you both are adults and you started this. To my delight, my dad told me that it was only after she cleaned the car insides, she turned on the air conditioner of the car and felt the wonderful smell of those hidden shrimp. Now, to be fair, I do think OP made out a lot better as far as revenge on each other goes. I mean, at least the ones in OP's house were just in their garbage. I'm assuming you had a liner, so you probably didn't have to get down scrubbing. Throw it out in some Febreze and you're good. Clara actually had to do some actual work, especially inside the air conditioner. Our next story is, wanna be a bully on the road? Okay, fine. Let's see what your employer thinks. I was driving home, waiting patiently in line for a right turn. A car decides they want to try to jump the long line of cars, and I sped up to block them out. They honked at me and I gave them the finger. If they want to get in this lane, they can wait their turn or make a dang U-turn. Another car comes out of nowhere and cuts me off. I lay on the horn, tap my dash cam, and the Karen emerges. I grab my pepper spray as soon as I saw this. She starts yelling about how I was a butt for not letting the other car in and that she doesn't care I have a camera. I held up my pepper spray and asked her to get back in her car. She decided to shut up and turn around. Now, it's funny how we process things. I happen to see that she has an Apple security shirt on. There's also an Apple ID badge clipped to her pants. The dash cam captured both well enough. Not enough to see her name, though. I sent the link of the video to Apple and posted on another community site, Freakdoor. Someone from Freakdoor saw the video and also works for Apple Security. They spoke with upper management who wanted to see the video also. Just because she's security somewhere, it doesn't give her the right to police how others drive on the street. I mean seriously, if you're going to do something stupid like this, make sure to remove forms of identification. I don't think anyone who works security should be this mentally unhinged. Now she might lose her job because of her actions. Is this petty? I think so. Now, if somebody gets out and they clearly have like some kind of identification of their job and they start getting in your face, is it fair play to go and report that to their employer, Apple security or not? I'd like to know a general consensus on is this fair? Somebody was a total jerk, even kind of threatening. Is it kosher to take that and go straight to their unrelated employer to try to get them in trouble? Our next story is stop cutting across my grass. We live in the end house on our street which has a slight curve. For almost the last year, I've noticed that twice a day, on the way to and from school, the same teenager cuts across our front lawn. I asked him to stop ages ago, but he has not. It's beginning to leave a noticeable path of thinned out grass from being walked on excessively. The kids went back to school yesterday after the summer, and I noticed him do it again in the morning. That's when I decided that rather than confront him, I would exact my revenge. You see, said teenager is very much into their fashion. They always have really expensive clothes and, more importantly, trainers on. One section of his chosen route we've been planning a flower bed. I decided, today is that day. I dug out the section and put down the new loose compost, including manure of course. I then left my hose pipe squirting water in this patch for a few hours to suitably moisten the soil. To finish off, a scattering of grass clippings on top. Sure enough, boy goes to cut across our grass to find himself ankle deep in wet mud and manure. I was peeing laughing myself and had to compose myself before walking out and profusely apologizing to him while holding two plants to put into my new flower bed. 
Not gonna lie, I've never been a very socially outgoing person, so I've always kind of had a tendency to look downwards towards my feet when walking around. So I've become pretty darn good at being aware of my surroundings when walking into places. So I would hope that if I found myself in a situation like that kid, I'd have been able to avoid calamity. But needless to say, especially if you're cutting across someone's lawn, you should be careful where you step. If not for your own safety, just being considerate. Our next story is Cranky Neighbor Cutting Corners. We moved into a nice house that needed a lot of work, and we don't have a lot of money or free time, so it took us about two years before we could start working on the outside. We have a garden and a driveway, which is right next to my neighbor's driveway. The neighbors are a cranky boomer and his nosy wife. Judging from their pristine plastic and concrete garden, they hate actual grass, loose leaves, weeds, and decorations of any kind. He's been complaining from the start about our unkept garden and driveway, the new tiles we ordered for said driveway, that were neatly stacked against the wall of our house because it looked terrible in the messy backyard, mostly kids' toys and bikes, which he, by the way, can only see through his bedroom window. His wife is an old nosy bat who loved nothing more than standing on our property keeping an eye on us through the window, going so far as sitting in my lawn chair. She only stopped when we placed a fence. Now she spies on us through the bathroom window. Recently, Cranky Boomer was complaining about us walking over his driveway, which we only did because his wife said we could. The tiles had only just arrived and one pallet was placed in such a way that we had to walk around it until we were able to move it a few days later. So we made it a point to never set foot on his precious property, going as far as balancing over the row of bricks separating our driveways and fetching items like a ball that rolled over with a broom. Here's the revenge part. Cranky Boomer kept backing his car up over the corner of our driveway. We were redoing the tiles and a loose piece of the tile laying there was cracked the next day. The tiles aren't really sturdy the first few weeks until they balance out, and I of course wouldn't want my pretty new tiles to crack, so I decided to put a nice solar lantern exactly on the corner of our driveway, with some nice potted plants and rocks and a garden gnome. He hates it. I watched him from the window, storming out and huffing and puffing. Next time he saw me, he started shouting, What is this thing? Are you trying to damage my car? So I said in the most cheerful voice, It's a solar lantern, sir. Isn't it the cutest? He turned a bit red. Why did you place that? I said it's a lantern, sir, to light the driveway. It's on my property. No, sir, it's not. I'm telling you I don't want it there. Well, I do, sir. Have a nice day. And I walked back in. He complained to my husband about me trying to reclaim my property by placing stupid decorations. I love watching him struggle with parking because he was so used to cutting the corner. One day the lantern suddenly disappeared, so it's been replaced by a bright pink one. I just love how he hates it. As long as you don't have any rules or ordinances against this, which I don't think you would, you're completely good and honestly, it's the smart thing to do when somebody is just cutting the corner constantly like that. I mean, the bottom line is, protect your property, right? Our next story is, backstabbing psycho Bench thinks she got away. My boyfriend and I broke up, so my mother-in-law brought a girl to rent with me since my boyfriend was leaving. It was just an option, but when I saw this girl with a blue eye, almost in tears, I took her in. This girl, let's call her Bench, comes the next day with a crap ton of crap and a dog. At first I told her, where are you going to store all of this? I'm just renting you a room. 
She just cried and said she had no choice. Otherwise, her family was going to rob her stuff and blah blah blah. So I gave her two rooms for the price of one to help her out. I've been there. Everyone needs some help every now and then. So because she just moved, her grandmother was missing and she just got attacked by a drug addict, as she said. I thought, you know what? Don't pay me the deposit or anything. I'm just asking you to start paying your rent. I rent her the room dirt cheap with no other requirement because she looked devastated about everything. Time goes on and I'm helping this girl in any way I can. In between this time, she starts telling me that my sister-in-law thinks I'm a bad person, untidy, a slob, an animal abuser. This is news to me. I've never felt or heard any indication of her hating me or anything like that. What the freak? So I get angry and go cry in my room. This goes on for a while and one particular time, my mother-in-law was asking this girl to foster a dog and she was crying about it because she didn't want to do it, but couldn't say no to my mother-in-law, aka Sarah. Huge red flag, right? But there I go and tell her, say I'm the one saying no. I mean, what the heck? She already thinks I'm awful, right? Examples of her crazy behavior are many, but just think entitled, gossipy, crybaby, couldn't even cook, couldn't perform basic computer tasks, prissy and manipulative. At three months and a half, she tells me, oh hey, I'm leaving on the first. I get low-key mad because I was already counting on the money and by courtesy, you tell your tenant with one month anticipation time that you're leaving. So I tell her that and she says, you're right, you've been like a big sister to me, blah blah, I love you, don't worry, I'll help you. The day she leaves is just around the corner. It's Friday and all her things are packed. She tells me she's very thankful, that she really appreciates me for all, and later that day we go to a family dinner to say goodbye and all that. Saturday morning, I see the bathroom full of crap, the curtains ruined, filthy, disgusting rooms. I get angry and tell my boyfriend, is it normal to ask her to clean? He asks me what happened, and I tell him she left without cleaning, and she broke my door handle with the moving. We were supposed to meet up, but she cancels on me. I decide to wait till Sunday to tell her about the cleaning, and that day, heck breaks loose. She starts telling me how dare I talk about her in a bad light with Sarah, and that I'm a bad person. Meanwhile, Sarah's telling me that she's not my friend, and to be careful, because she's been saying really awful things about me. Turns out, she was the one telling Sarah all along, since the beginning, how awful I was. This girl was envious of me on so many levels. A total psychopath. She wanted to destroy my relationship with Sarah. Why? I don't know. I think she wanted to show how good she was compared to me, and that way Sarah would take her under her wing, because Sarah was a loaded person. Dumb bench tried, but Sarah actually cares a lot for me. So she defended me and Bench got even madder. So now she's refusing to pay for damages and cleaning. Dumb Bench had thought she had snaked her way into the city to be lost, but I found her. Took me two days because I was feeling drained from the experience. I have to think about my next move. She put me through a lot. I risked my life to help her during a typhoon. I bought her food and gave her clothing and makeup. All that for her to be saying crap like, I'm a slob who's being mean to her and the dog my ex left me to take care of, that I'm not fit for a job and that's why I'm unemployed right now, that I'm cheating on my ex because I've been dating. That one is weird, but I'm guessing she expected Sarah would stop being nice to me. So many lies and poison. I have to think about my next move, but I'm thinking of showing up with the police and telling her, Hey sis, 
I don't think there was any real revenge here. I think this is more like an entitled person story more than anything. But somebody who moves in taking advantage of your caring attitude and then turns around and backstabs you for no clear reason? I don't know, just because they want to seem better than you to people you both know is really weird. And honestly, it leaves me wondering who this person really is to OP and their mother-in-law, aka Sarah, and why their mother-in-law had introduced them to rent this place in the beginning. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.